This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hey there, welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Before we dive in with today's incredibly brilliant guest, Don't forget that if you want to hop on a 15-minute call with me for a one-on-one strategy session to work on an area of your mom life that's tripping you up, email me a review of this podcast at Nikki at YourIdealMomLife.com. And remember, that's N-I-K-K-I at YourIdealMomLife.com. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, just post a review of this podcast right in the app, screenshot it once it's posted, and then email me the screenshot. This week's winner is A. Hawbecker, who writes simply, your podcast has been a game changer for me. I'm so happy to hear that, A. Hawbecker. Please email me to set up your one-on-one session. I cannot wait to chat with you. And now I'm super excited to tell you about today's guest. As I mentioned earlier, she's incredibly smart, holding a master's in integrated product design from UPenn and a bachelor of science from MIT in mathematics and computer science. She's a National Science Foundation I-Corps, Tory Burch, and Y Combinator Fellow, and her patent, that's right, I said patent, was recognized as Philadelphia's Invention of the Year in 2019. She was also named one of the top 30 femtech healthcare influencers in 2019. In her spare time, she loves to run, cycle, and attempting to snowboard. I'm super excited to welcome the talented and compassionate founder of Lilu, Adriana Vasquez, to the show. Adriana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, it's awesome. I just, I love what you're doing. So before we get too deep into anything, first, I would just love for you to tell people what Lilu is and how you kind of came about founding it. Yeah, of course. Um, So... Lilo is a women's health tech startup. Uh, We're based in New York City. And our goal is to build smart garments and innovative products that are tech-enabled to make life easier for new moms. Our very first focus is making breast pumping a little easier and, um, yeah, more more, uh, easy to manage in those first few months for moms who are struggling with, like, low milk production and we have launched our very first product, which is the Lilo Massage Bra. Um, it came about um, back in 
2016, <laughs> when I was going into a master's um, that you mentioned at Penn, um, I had just left my job at Morgan Stanley. I worked in fintech for a couple of years. I'm very blessed, I would say, to be surrounded by uh, mentors, advisors, uh, and women that I admire a lot. And they were opening up about their transition back from maternity leave into these very long hour, <laughs> high intensity jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a manager of mine who I was very close to in that last year at Morgan, um, over the last, like the last six months that I was working with her, she was breastfeeding, she was pumping. And this is a workplace that has won awards for being super supportive of working moms. And they actually are, but still, right. The, the logistics of like pumping the schedule, the stress, yeah. um, it's, it was a lot. And I think it opened my eyes to how so many of the women around me, right, like do this. And it's a little bit like hidden, right? Unless you're going sure. through it or you have somebody very close to you going through it. Right. Um, nobody else like kind of wants to know about it, right? Like right. Way, nobody's changing their schedule for you. And you are the one that's doing everything, right? So that you can still perform at your work, but in the end, be that provider and nourisher that you are for your baby. And on top of that, right, all the things that have changed in your body. And I was just really surprised, I would say, like by how little support there was. And I can't change, like, uh, for instance, uh, legislation, right? Because the reality is that we need better maternity leave and things like that. Um, But I can change products. So I decided to do this master's in product design. And I focused the last year on uh, specifically breast pumping technology and see why today so many moms are struggling to produce enough milk. And I found uh, a lot of evidence and research that showed that there's a couple of strategies that can really help with milk production. And we started diving deeper and deeper. And the more I looked into the problem, the more I talked to more moms, the more so many women opened up about their stories and frustrations around it, I decided that um, there was something that we could do about it. And I didn't want to walk away. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. I, You know, it's really inspiring to meet somebody who can identify a problem and then stand up and say, I'm going to do something about that. Like you said, maybe I can't change the legislation, but I can change the product. I mean, how many people can, you know, who really can really walk that walk and be like, I'm going to create a product. Like, I think that's incredible. And I I will tell you, as a former nursing mom, my kids are now seven. And as of the release date of this podcast, I will have a nine-year-old. She is turning nine the day this podcast comes out. And so, of course, I'm not nursing anymore, but I did. I nursed both of them in the beginning for a year each. And I was, with my daughter, practicing still commercial litigation for a very large, prestigious international law firm. And I had to bump at work. And I was very lucky and fortunate that I had my own office um, without like glass doors. So I could shut my door. My assistant was very supportive. And she would she made me a little sign that was like, please come back in 15 minutes if anyone knocked. Um, but there was this anxiety, especially if there was a phone call. Um, and I did have one friend who I worked with who was, she had given birth. I can't remember if it was, I think it was a few weeks before me. So we were in the same boat with the pumping and she called me on the phone one day and she was like, can you hear my pump in the drawer? Because I have to take a call right now and I have to pump during this call, but I don't know if you can hear the like, eh. Um, so I definitely, I definitely can identify with. And the answer is you probably struggle. could hear it, but you yeah. would only recognize it if you're a mom, right? So. If you know what it, if you know what it is. So maybe you know if you're a dad with an 
a new baby and you were on the phone with a woman and you heard that you would know what she was doing. But I, I agree with you, you know, like I was, we were both fortunate that we were lawyers in the office. So we had our own offices, but if we had been support staff, we would have been in a cubicle. And then where would we have gone? There wouldn't have been like, um, like, I don't know, sometimes people like pump in the bathroom, which is kind of gross, but like, it's their only option. Bathroom, so I agree with you. Like, yeah. Or, yeah, or make, makeshift places. I mean, now there is like, um, speaking of legislation, uh, a mandate that if you're an employer with over 40 uh, employees, you have to have provide a, a clean, safe space for women to pump that has to have like water running, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to clean up the pump flanges right. when you're done. But most places still don't actually abide by those rules. And a lot of women don't know about it. So therefore, they can't advocate always for themselves. Um, but these are the sort of things that it's so important to talk about, right? Because if, if you're the first, like, say, woman in a long time to be the one, like, breast pumping at your work, then you're going to be the one that has to have that, like, like potentially battle with HR. Right. Um, but that shouldn't be the case, right? Every single place should be just supportive because, I mean, it's... They, they say actually breastfeeding is, is good for business, right? Because it, it will help have higher retention of employees. Yes. And you want to keep your employees happy. Like, then that way also kids, you know, like there's all these benefits of breastfeeding, which is like potentially the baby is going to have like lower, um, you know, rates of like infection, which means less days that you need to take off to go to the doctor. And there's right. all these things that society just doesn't think about. But you'd be so like, I was shocked. They, I think there's a statistic that they say we would save over it's, it's astounding like 13 13 billion a wow. year if more women reach the 12 month um, breastfeeding recommendation um, guideline per the world health organization 13 billion in healthcare costs in uh, employee retention rates and we just don't think about it no you're absolutely right we don't think about it i don't th- i've never thought about it that way but it, it, i'm sure just like anything in life it ha- there's a ripple effect. And I think it's fascinating that you have done this research and that you're bringing this awareness and this education to new moms and expecting moms. So I will share with the audience, you're not a mom. So I want to know like what drives that passion? Like what made you feel like such intense motivation to take action on this topic? Um, I would say it's a mixture of curiosity and truly like just like love for technology. So um, I grew up in Mexico City and I was kind of the kid at home where everybody would go to, you know, to like fix a TV. And then when computers came out, like fix the computer and set it up for me. Um, and I just loved, I, I, I was fascinated by how computers work. And it's a little bit of a detour, right? But I actually thought that, you know, by better understanding computer science, you know, we can understand how the human brain works. So I decided to major in computer science. And what that led me to is to really have this appreciation for how technology can make us um, much more productive, can make us, you know, just lead um, healthier lives, right? When technology, like especially in the healthcare and medical industry, works the way it's supposed to be. Um, and right. the last aspect is to bring joy into people's life. I think there's something really nice when like your I mean, now we all have phones, right? But there was so much delight when they first came out or, you know, like newly designed headphones, like, Delight mm-hmm. is such an important aspect of what a good product can bring to people. And again, when I saw what friends were going through 
in those first few months uh, uh, when the baby was born, I just felt that technology, instead of being supportive, was disappointing. So I felt that there was this big gap in between, you know, um, I think the older, I, you know, I, I get, the more I realize how there's not enough women in STEM, for instance, right? They say, yeah. like, we don't have enough women engineers going into science. And I never even thought about it. But, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a Latina, and I've been in this path and trajectory because I had an amazing mentor who was a woman and who was a computer scientist. Um but I realized, right, there's all this huge disparity. And again, if as women, we don't become advocates for ourselves, like who, who else is going to do it? So I realized, for instance, the, breast right. pump, the very first breast pumps, they were all invented by men, right? It was like, mm-hmm. why would a man, like, you, you know, they won't know. Like, and I mean, you could argue the same, like, I'm not a mom, right? But um, <laughs> at least you're a woman. <laughs> but yeah, at least I'm a woman and I have, you know, breasts that I could. Uh, there's parts of me, I think, that hopefully... I think as women, we are tend to be more empathetic. Yes. Um, and I think also being on a mom really forced me to go out of my way to like talk to, you know, by now I've spoken to like thousands of moms about their breast pumping experience and having that, um, I would say it's two things, right? So the love for technology, I think that empathy that I would say, like as many women we share and uh, yeah, the, 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 more I realized that like there was this huge disparity in, in terms of innovation for women by women, um, I just became more and more passionate about it. So I think for today, Lilu is about breastfeeding and breast pumping because I found a pain point there. Right. Um, but in the in the long term, you know, I, there's so much about like fertility, right? Like for women, like there's all this research around how, or the lack of research, right? Like we're more prone to like health, like certain health, um, heart conditions, right? But it's because people are not doing the research for us, by us. Um, and so like one day, that's one of the things that I really care about. Like, how can we take this message, right? So for instance, for the audience listening to us, um, like all of us as women, we have to be our own advocates. Yeah. And today, Lilo is about breastfeeding and breast pumping because I think that's one area where I found there was a lot of um, ways that we could today use technology that already exists to make it better. Um and yeah, another day it'll be, you know, around, around, you know, uh, just broader women's health. But today maternal health has been so overlooked. And I think, you know, just to veer into and hopefully another interesting topic that may be very relevant to the, to the audience today. I mean, if we cannot make life easier for animals, if we cannot alleviate pain, how are we going to combat the high rates of postpartum depression? postpartum anxiety. These are all things that are so interlinked. And again, we can't solve everything at one time, but if we tackle just a little bit, hopefully we're making a difference. So um, that's why passion and that's why I care so much about it because I feel that everything is connected. And today we do physical products because that's what I can do. But hopefully Mm -hmm. tomorrow the next generation of women is going to come and, you know, build the whole ecosystem that we're going to need to really make progress so that, women and moms don't feel alone. That's so inspiring. And it's, and I just like, as a mom who has gone through the, the hardships of having a newborn, I I just want to say thank you. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see people out there using their gifts like you are. I mean, you truly have, we all have gifts and you're really harnessing yours and using them for the greater good. It's, it's really, it's very cool to see. And I will tell you that you know, for people listening, if you didn't nurse your child, like maybe you tried to, and it was really difficult, that, that, I, I remember at the very beginning, it was so hard. 
and no one talks about how hard it is. And then that can like kind of weigh on you a little bit. Like, why is this so difficult? What am I doing wrong? You know, and then, and then you go through this whole sort of battle with yourself about the whole topic. I mean, nursing is a very personal topic and I know not every mom does breastfeed, but I did. And I remember how hard it was and I would have loved to have had some extra support. I mean, I, I remember like days and days of just crying because I, I was trying to figure this out. And eventually I did. And I think most moms just will say that to you. Like, well, eventually I figured it out. Um, but it's not something that's first, you know, center, front and center of, of women's health and, and finding companies like yours that support that issue. Yeah, I think, I mean, breastfeeding did skip also a couple of generations, right? So yes, I think that's I also the fact that the modern woman today is kind of like rediscover, not rediscovering, but relearning how to breastfeed in the context of modern life, right? Where there's so many things demanding for your attention. Right. There's, again, there's work, there's like, there's things that before were not even like possible, right? Like before you had to be with the baby 24 seven and today either by choice or by need, right? financial need um you, you might not have that ability and that's why breast pumping like it really increased like in the 90s and 2000s right so all of this is really recent and that's also partly why right it's like not only are you like learning everything you need to be like a new mom you're also learning like things that were not like common like in generations yeah. prior um and to your point of like yeah, it's um, definitely, right, one of the things that I also very feel strongly about and as a founder of a company in the breastfeeding and breastfeeding space is that it's actually, it should be a choice. Today, for many moms, I actually feel almost like guilt-tripped into breastfeeding, where it's right, like, of right. course, this is what you have to do. And if not, you're like, not a good mom. It's like, of course not. That's crazy. How can we expect for, you know, all of us to do that when it's so difficult? Again, we have to start by making it easier, by having better lactation support at work, by having... Yeah products that make it really easy uh, and by having that um, uh, educational support like lactation mm -hmm. consultants like you know before that wasn't a thing now thankfully it is and even now right they're not easy to find or you can't get them covered by insurance so we have to build the foundation before we can actually say you know like yes we all know there's all these health benefits of breastfeeding but how unfair is it that all the responsibility is on you and you're right, right. like so many moms like I've heard that thousands of times really mm -hmm. about like but maybe it was only me and it was only hard for me or I was crying right and like, right. I felt so guilty and it's like yeah it's not only you it's everyone because right. it is so hard it is it's you know what my dad said when he because he watched me struggle and he's like it's like the most natural thing that doesn't come naturally it's it's very hard to figure out and, and until you until it's not and then you figure it out but some people give up before that point because it hurts it's it's frustrating. And then in the, at the same time, you're like, is my baby starving? Like, am I, is my baby getting enough? So to your point, you know, especially if so there are some women who can't get the latch, so they still pump and then they worry, like, am I getting enough? Am I making enough? So tell me how, how Lilu works. Like, how does the, the breast pump work? Why is it different? Why does it promote milk production? All that. Yeah. So um, we learned a lot about how breast milk production is um, the whole foundation of it is about once the baby's born and there's some hormonal changes that trigger the initial lactation, afterwards, it's all hormonally driven by how well you empty the breast. So when you think about it, right, that's, um, or you know, it's been, it's been a, a, a little while, right, but that's why it's so important to feed the baby 
frequently, right? Also, mm-hmm. I mean, the baby's stomach is tiny, so right. it kind of makes sense, right? But it's actually because you're emptying the breast and signaling to your body to produce more milk. So what happens with breast pumps, so they only use suction typically to extract milk from the breast versus when the baby's feeding, um, they're typically, there's so much more happening, right? They're, right. they're kneading at the breast, their tongues and and the jaws are providing an extra stimulus to the breast. There's so much more than just that suction. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, right, they're warm, they're cuddly, they're your yes. baby. So there's like all these like oxytocin right, <laughs> happening right. that's also helping out with milk production. Um, so the breast pump, completely opposite, right? The machine, we already talked about right. the noise it makes. Um, <laughs> so you're not getting all that extra stimulus, which makes it that it doesn't empty the breast as well as a healthy baby, right? That has learned how to latch. And if you're doing this, you know, for three, six, etc., months, and the breast pump is not emptying that breast properly, that's when uh, moms feel that their milk production kind of plateaus when the baby's right. demanding more milk. Um, and what we found that is that there's research already that shows that when you combine breast pumping with breast massage, while you're pumping, um, you can increase milk production by around 50% every session. Wow. But more than, you know, what you pump in that session, the important part is, again, you're emptying that breast better, so signaling to your body to continue to produce that that um, that breast milk, and you'll be able to keep up with the baby. But if you don't if you don't know this, right, like the, the breast pump is not going to do it right for you. And you I, n- I never know. do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then number two, now there's a little bit more um, because there's been multiple studies, one from Stanford and a few from other institutions around the world that have replicated that study. Um, so lactation consultants encourage moms to do that. The reality, though, again, we're talking about moms, you know, you're multitasking, you know, because you're at work or you're chasing another child or a hundred thousand things, right? Even if it's just like catching up on emails on your phone or Instagram, like, but you don't have your hands free every single time you're breast pumping to like massage every, like, you know, each <laughs> breast at the same time. Um, so what we found is like, okay, great. Massage works, but who has time for this? Um, and the... I think I, just really quick, I think that I would lose suction too. I think the phalanges, I would be afraid they'd fall off if I like miss, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would even do it. Even though knowing that, I think that would frustrate me. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, and there's been, now you have like, right, like all these hands-free pumping bras that you're, a lot of moms wear. So like, again, you can semi-multitask, but you're still either like massaging, compressing, or, or you're right, like you don't want to break that like seal. The seal, right. So um, what we decided that if we could change one thing in the way breast pumping and breast pumps work today was to automate that massage. To make it easy to get the massage, the benefits of breast massage without using your hands. Um, so that's what we did. We automated breast massage um, based on some cool technology we had found from a Harvard lab called Soft Robotics. And fancy. You can, it's as a fancy name for something a very, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's super simple. It actually <laughs> is like based like air bladders. So similar to when you get like your blood pressure measure. Got um, it. But we shaped them and molded them in ways that. They, they compress in different areas of the breast and they work their way around the breast so that you can have a gentle extra stimulus while you're breast pumping. And you could still be on, on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it matters so much. I mean, it, it sounds silly, right? But like, A, like, again, who has time to sit down there and massage? Some moms 
like develop like a tendonitis, especially in those first early days, you're doing all these new motions like carrying the baby, the carrier, and massage aggravates um, that that sensation. At least some of the you know, especially legal customers have shared that with us. Oh, uh, but it's also about the stress, right? I mean, if you're stressed and if you're breast pumping and you're know, really thinking about that milk production, sometimes it's counterproductive. Yeah. So if you can actually just sit there and relax and, you know, scroll through Instagram, it actually does help. It's that relaxation, again, because it's so hormonally, hormonally driven, um, that anything you can do to reduce the stress of pumping will actually also help with milk production. That is so fascinating. And I, I'll tell you, I remember I knew I was going to go back to work, by the way, promptly to quit. I knew I was going to do that, but I, I was going back to work for at least a month. And so in that three months of maternity leave, I was so stressed about having enough milk stockpiled for my daughter so that once I was you know, gone and out of the house that you know the person who was taking care of her would have milk to feed her with. And I, I definitely remember like that feeling of of lack, but I had no idea that. And I and I produced enough when I was just feeding her. I felt like great about how much I was producing. But then I was like, now I have to pump, and like, how do I make sure I'm doing, you know, getting enough? Um, so I did all kinds of things. Like I took fenugreek and I drank this tea that made me smell like maple syrup. Um, all the all the things. Um, <laughs> but I never heard about massage. That's fascinating. <sighs> Yeah, no, there's definitely, um, we call them like milk boosters, that category, right? There's like galacta, I cannot, I cannot pronounce this, galactagogues, galactologues. <laughs> um, yeah, like oatmeal, we've even heard like, uh, you know, like dark beers. Dark the beers, thing, I heard that. The thing is, it's again, that's where we get into the realm of not enough research. Even for the common, like well-known ones like fenugreek, um, there's not enough uh, scientific papers out there that have, study these with an enough sample um, it's one of those things that I think right there's a lot of wisdom in things that have you know been passed from generation to generation so I imagine that there is some um, some like truth to them and help right especially because in the end you're hydrating with all those teas which is so right. important um, but that's that's why we really care to do things that are evidence-based because I do think yeah. that there's a lot of misinformation out there there's a lot sure of like competing like um, evidence and one of the premises of the company that we're building is uh, let's just put out there things that there's evidence for and if there's no evidence or if it's controversial or something we're not going to do it because why add to that already stressful experience and even picking your breast pumping equipment is going to be confusing and stressful like you know no thank you so we want to make sure that we stay in the real (laughs) what there's evidence for but that's why it's so hard to like innovate in the space because there's there's more patents speaking of patents and um, um there's there's more patents for the dairy farming industry so i think it's something like a thousand times more um than there is for wow. human lactation which is horrible Incredible. yeah that's crazy Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep-it-together system specifically for supermoms like us. 
And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. Well, it's good to know that everything at Lilu is evidence-based. And I, I'm so curious. I got to ask you, so where does the name come from? Oh, <laughs> so the very first prototype that we had kind of looked like a flower. Um, and so that part's the boring part of the name. So like a lily. Uh-huh. Uh, the second part may be more fun. is like, so we were playing with just sounds that would make um, the word easy to pronounce and memorable also we didn't want to do anything with like a lot of these companies are called like have a greek mythology name of like fertility or lactation and we didn't want to do that right okay um we found that um in esperanto so that language that was supposed to be universal but never picked up um the word for cradle was lulilo lulilo or something like that and just playing with the sounds lilo came to be and we liked it. So we've, we've, it stuck. <laughs> and yeah. it took a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like it. So I know that your co-founder is a man. Yes. Right? And he, he, there's a little bit of a passion there on his part for women in India, right? So can you tell me yeah. a little bit more about that initiative? Well, no, I'm glad for Thanks for asking. Um, he doesn't some, uh, often get the spotlight, which I, you know, he's been such <laughs> right, a killer to this company. He, uh, so him and I, we met at the at Penn, and we were lab mates. And something that struck me from the very first times that we were meeting is that he was the person that all the the people in the lab would ask for help. So he was very helpful. Like I could see that, right? And and also knowledgeable, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we were chatting, um, he has also a very interesting story of just growing up in India and like the different, um, he had a different like, health issues um, growing up. So he spent a lot of time at hospitals. Uh, but something that struck him, I think we're at similar age, but I don't know if you remember, I think it was like in middle 2000s, there started to be a lot of news around the um, gang rapes in India. And yes. Yes. It, it just just like struck him. And at that point he was around like in college. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he had a girlfriend and I mean, I think he just realized how scary it was yeah. being a, a woman in India at that point. Um, so he took a year in between his undergrad and the masters when he came to, to, to the U S to start a nonprofit with, 
um, his girlfriend and other friends to do self-defense classes and help awesome. women report um, anonymously to the police if they were being harassed or if they had been at risk. And that really struck me. It was like, how, when do you, how often do you meet a, a guy that really cares, yeah. right? Uh, and it's, it's, it's been amazing working with him because I think it does take a very um, empathetic person as well, right, to... to And the first time that I mentioned breastfeeding and breast something to him, like being a guy from India, like his <laughs> eyes went really big and he like ran away from the lab. And also the, the first time we got like, a, a, because we've done a lot of like prototyping and sampling and like, uh, and we ordered um, a, a model breast that a breast surgeon actually gave to us. And awesome. the first time we, we opened it in the lab, he also ran away because <laughs> like they were There were typically no women in the lab, but that day there happened to be three other women in the lab. So he was just really, really embarrassed. So it's 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 been really funny to like um like build this company with him, like in a very joyful way in terms of like mm -hmm. just knowing, like understanding, like I mean this is I mean it's the human body, right? And it's like a lot of the other things we do at Lilo is just like I mean this shouldn't be a taboo, you know, this should be celebrated. Yeah, agree. And, and it's been really fascinating to to do that um with a co male co-founder side by side. Very interesting, but very awesome too. Again, yeah. you guys are so compassionate, um, not having actually been in this situation yourselves. It's just amazing to see what you're doing. And I think the overarching thing that strikes me, the thing that impresses me so much with what you're doing, aside from the fact, of course, that I'm a mother, I've nursed, and I understand all of those trials, is that you are, you're such a leader you know, you're such an innovator in this space. Like you want, you truly at your core want to make an impact on the world. And you're like, well, how can I do that? These are my gifts. This is what I know how to do. So this is what I'm going to do. And I think that's just something that we all need to pause and think about. Like all of us who are listening to this, we all have gifts. They're all, we all have things that we could be using to impact the world. And so what if you didn't go to MIT? That that doesn't have to be your thing, right? I didn't go to MIT, but I'm using my gifts by writing and interviewing people on this podcast and introducing you guys to new things. So I really want you guys to like take a second and really think about that. I mean, that that is what I've been taking from this whole conversation is that anyone can do anything. Anyone Absolutely. can do anything. Why not and you, right? These things are also like, I mean, one of the things we say is, is it, it really does take a village, right? And the only way or reason we've like been able to get to where we are is it starts with all the like women that open up their stories, homes and hearts, right? Yeah. About yeah. their about their difficulties and challenges. Like we had moms that drove like 30, 45 minutes and up to an hour to test the very early prototypes. These were Frankenstein bras and mm -hmm. they were pumping in front of strangers. Right. And for instance, Sujay, the more you know he's been in the company like Sometimes he's taken like the, the customer, become the customer discovery calls, and like moms have invited him to this home and like pumped in front of him, and it's been amazing, right? Like yeah. this just shows you a how much need there is, but in terms of the support and what everyone can do, right? Like we've had moms who are like lawyers, like nurses, teachers, mm -hmm. like uh, doctors that have just shared their stories. We have obviously advisors and investors, right? We couldn't be building this like without support. And these are people that they've used their talents, right? It's exactly. That, you know, to, to um, they've raised funds, right? And then they, they, they choose certain companies to put this in and we couldn't do it without them. Um, and I mean, some of our advisors 
who are like teaching consultants or the founder of the bump uh, actually is uh-huh. one of our advisors. Like, I mean, we couldn't do it without them, right? They're the ones that like have given us their talents. Like I'm not, for instance, I maybe you can't see, but well, Nikki, you can see, right? But yeah. I'm a very shy speaker, right? I'm, I'm a terrible public speaker. Um, and it's all the people that have encouraged me, like, no, Adriana, like you, you are doing something that people want to hear about. That's important and that have encouraged me. Um, and I needed to hear that, like what you said today, Nikki, like there's, you know, nothing stopping you. Like sometimes yes. it's like things are scary or like, how am I going to, you know, get from point A to point B? You don't have to have all the answers because people around you are going to help you. Yeah. And all you need to do is like take that leap and yeah. don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, I love that. We ask for help all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, it's so refreshing to hear another woman say that. I say that all the time. And when I'm coaching moms, I tell them, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to take one step. Just take the first step. The next step will reveal itself. And the other thing I always say is, yes, ask for help. People want to help you. Just like what you were saying, you know, everybody who's been a part of Lilu and who's created this company and has been part of this impact has used their own gifts and talents. They might not be like their face on the website as the founder, but that doesn't mean they didn't have a huge impact on the mission and on progress, et cetera. So that's another thing that we should always think about. Like you don't always have to be at the center of it. You don't always have to be like the face on the brand, but you can still take pride in knowing that you used your gifts to make a huge impact on the world and that we we have a duty to do that. We really do. We shouldn't be playing it small. We shouldn't be sitting back too scared to shine bright and to be big. We should be open about it, right? Like I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And will you please help me? Cause I don't know how to do X, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> That's a great message to send. <laughs> yes. Well, you are living it. And I think it's so cool what you're doing. So how do people find Lilo? So you can find us on our website and all of our social media handles, which are the same. They're wear Lilu, like wear, like something you wear, um, <laughs> and L-I-L-U. Um, and then in terms of the product, uh, we sell online direct to consumers, so also through our website. And you can also find it on the FSA and HSA store because you can use FSA and HSA dollars for many of your pumping products. So <laughs> if you're breastfeeding and breast pumping, a lot of people actually don't know, like your uh, like the milk bags where you store your breast milk, pumping bras, all of those you can use. For I never knew that. <laughs> I never knew. Has that always been the case? Was that the case in 2012? Because I did not know I that. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. But again, it's one of those things that you don't know and people don't say. So here I am telling. Sorry that it's too late yeah. now for you, Nikki, Good to but know. for other moms. Well, that's fine, right? If I can help another mom and, you know, whether you are a nursing mom or you're expecting or you know someone expecting, this is great information. So really appreciate it. Of course. I still learn so much, um, almost on a, if not a weekly basis, but for sure every month around like breastfeeding, breast pumping, maternal health advocacy. Um, and I'm just impressed, like, because I've been doing this now for a couple of years and it's like, well, how are you expected to find all of this out, you know, in the period like leading to giving birth when you're like, also doing so many things like right. sleep, nutrition, hydration, you know, deciding if you're going to go back to work or not. Like, so 
I'm an encyclopedia now, maybe of like breastfeeding resources, <laughs> but I've been doing this for many years. So it's, right. that's the other thing, right? It's like, how can we make it easier for everyone to not have this access to this information, right? When you yeah. need it, not too late. I, exactly. Right. <laughs> not, not seven to nine years later. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Well, I think what you are doing is amazing and I am so excited to find out about this company and to help you with your mission. I think it it's it's so needed and I think it's very it's it's very refreshing and welcome. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me and I always encourage anybody in the audience if they have any questions around either the product or entrepreneurship or, mm-hmm. you know, just want to chat, feel free to reach out. You can always find me uh, on LinkedIn for the name of the company or on Instagram. Um, we are a small team. So any message that you send to our Instagram will definitely make it to me. Um, and we just love chatting and getting to know, um, you know, uh, our audience. And if, again, if we can help you in any way, connecting you to, you know, a lactation consultant or yeah. or anything, we're more than happy to do that. And um, in case it's relevant, and you said if you know any uh, moms who's already breastfeeding, breast pumping, or who may soon be, uh, let them know about us. Uh, we're also happy to offer a special discount for your audience, Nikki. Yay! And, that's so nice. Um, Thank you. We can, um, you know, send you a code that you can share in the podcast audio notes. Yes. And I'll also share direct links to the website and to your LinkedIn profile and, and Instagram so that people can find it easily. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think, so important, right? I think you're playing also a very important role helping uh, moms, you know, and being as part of their support system and, uh, you know, building a great community. And all of that really goes, I think, a long, long way. Thank you. And thank you for being such an inspiration and for doing what you do. Keep doing it. There are a lot of little girls that need to see people like you out there. (laughs) Thank you. And likewise. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Adriana Vasquez. I hope that you took something of value from it. And I really hope that you check out Lulu in the show notes. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.